BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. What an exciting episode we have today with my parents. Yep, you heard that right. Um, And it's funny, I'm actually with my parents right now as you listen to this episode. But when we recorded it, we were virtual. I was at my apartment in the city and they were together in the burbs. And we had a really funny virtual chat. So I'm excited for you to hear it. My parents just have like a good banter with each other. And yeah, I hope that everyone had a really nice Thanksgiving. I know that it was different this year. And, you know, I I did see some really funny meme that was like, this is the perfect year to look like a hero if you hate your family secretly. Um, So if you did that, good for you. If you're with your family, I hope that you are all feeling good and safe and um, that you were able to have a nice time no matter what you did or if you did nothing. So I'm going to get into a few of your questions and then just straight up into the episode with my parents. Should you assume you're doing gifts with a new significant other or ask? Definitely ask. I feel like any assumption of any kind in a new relationship is going to get you really upset and disappointed because that's an expectation. And when you have expectations, you get disappointment. Would love to hear about how to go deeper with your significant other's parents on the podcast, especially if they don't live in the same city and you only see them once or twice a year. I would say this is interesting because I had met my my partner's parents a few times and I was loving getting to know them, but I had felt like we weren't on the deeper level that I kind of wanted us to be on. And then I'm actually lucky in that I have my podcast and I talk about deeper issues. So I think that was a good segue for me to ask them deeper questions. But I think also like, you know, just actually spending time with them, like especially if you only see them once or twice a year, like when you do see them, ask to go on a walk or to do something that's spending time with them without your significant other, because that's when you can really have the real conversations. Even if you're just learning more about your significant other and not necessarily about their parents, that's still something past surface level. Like surface to me is just like formalities. Like, hey, how are you? Like, you know, like happy Thanksgiving, whatever. But when you actually learn more deeper things about your partner or them, then that's really cool. Like, you know, maybe they like went through losing a family member. And so you, maybe you ask them like what that was like for them, or maybe they were sick at one point and you talk about that, or maybe your partner went through something and you ask the parent like how that affected them. Or maybe it's just simply like asking about their relationship with your partner's other parent, whether they're together or not. I feel like, you know, when it's somebody that wants you in their son or daughter's life, they're going to make an effort back with you. And I think that's a really special thing. Would love to hear your thoughts on the concept of if they wanted to, they would. Do you really believe it is black and white in that way? Or are there exceptions for when someone might want to deliver, but they can't. This could be with texting, calling, setting up dates, making plans for the future, etc. Oh, my black and white thinking definitely gets me in trouble sometimes. You know, I actually just had a fight recently with my partner about... So before the pandemic, I was the most independent 
person. Like I was traveling for work a lot. I was touring around the country, doing different live podcasts. And it was so much fun. And I would go on trips alone with girlfriends every now and then. I would go to LA a couple times a year to interview people that I wasn't going to interview in New York because like virtual interviewing wasn't really a thing. And I was just so much busier than I am now in a pandemic, obviously, when I can't travel, I can't do anything. And we had a conversation, you know, we're spending, we spent Thanksgiving together and we had a conversation about kind of like, you know, how it's okay to be apart. And it was something that like I initiated, but then a lot of his feelings kind of unfolded about how he felt. And I could tell that he was nervous that I was because again, like we're almost a year in, but we're still pretty new. Like we're still getting to know each other. And I I don't think, like, I think he saw who I was in the beginning as this independent person. And now in this pandemic, like it seems like we are spending every second together because we are. And I think he just wanted to know in like a healthy boundaries type of way that we could spend time apart and like that would be okay with both of us. And naturally, because like there's no one else around and nothing to do, I freaked out. And I was like jumping to conclusions and my thinking was so black and white, like, oh my God, like he's asking for space, you know, because if one of you was like, oh, my boyfriend asked for space, I'd be like, break up with him, move, join the witness protection program. But I think in this case, like, this is why I say I've made so many Um, I've broken so many of my rules in this relationship because like he wasn't asking for space. He was simply saying like, you know, I just want to make sure that it's something that we both are okay with and comfortable with is spending time apart if we have to. So like, for example, we're both Jewish, like for Hanukkah, when it comes up, you know, like right around the corner, if my parents are doing something and his parents are doing something, we can split up and like then reunite. And I think because we haven't done that and because like if we wanted to spend time apart right now, we'd have to like go out of our way to spend time apart, if that makes any sense, because like there's nothing going on. Um, It was definitely like a conversation that needed to be had. And going back to the black and white thinking, like it isn't black and white. And I spoke to my therapist about it today and she was like, you wouldn't want a partner who didn't ever want space like that would freak you out and I was like you're absolutely right it's just that like when you hear this especially when like you're hanging out with this one person in COVID and no one else like I'm sure someone can relate out there who's in a relationship and it's like you just feel like you have nothing going else going on and it's like you're way more dependent now than you ever were before because you're not a dependent person it's just a weird feeling but I think from that I learned that like you can't be so black and white in your thinking. And going back to like, if they wanted to, they would. I think for the most part, I will say that like, this is true. But are there exceptions? Yeah, there are exceptions. Like there's always, you know, there's always going to be exceptions to everything. And I think, you know, going back to like my own relationship, I kind of initiated the second date. And like, would I do that again? I have no idea. But did it get me what I wanted? Yeah. So like, I think you kind of have to like follow your gut on this one. If you think that they're interested in you and like you're really convinced that that first date went well or, you know, that they want to be with you, but they're not reaching out for whatever reason, then like, yeah, I'd like say something back, but I wouldn't bank on it. And again, like I wouldn't have any expectations. Also, I don't know if you guys caught our IGTV with a matchmaker from three day rule, but I wanted to tell you a lot, a little bit about it. Um, you're always asking me like, Oh my God, are you still doing matchmaking? And I'm honestly not right now just because I don't have enough guys to matchmake. Otherwise I would, it's, it's annoying because I have so many amazing women that come to me, but you know, who does have great guys, um, three day rule who I did this matchmaking IGTV with. And it's really for busy people who are looking for a way to go on fewer bad dates and like meet high quality matches. It's not for desperate people. It's for people who actually are the opposite of desperate. Like it's just really nice to go out on a date and know that you're sitting across from someone who has the same values and like cares about the same things. And like 
also you don't have to spend time sourcing people on apps. Like these matchmakers will just send you people and compatible people for you. And I really think it's amazing. It's like you also have this wing woman in your corner who's setting you up and like talking to you about what you might have done wrong on the date. Like you get real-time feedback, which is really cool. So I would check out 3dayrule.com. I think I think that's the website. It's 3-day rule matchmaking. You're going to like it. It's really interesting. And let's see. Let's answer one more question. How much to spend on your partner for the holidays? Honestly, like whatever you feel comfortable with, but I wouldn't go overboard. Like try to gauge where they're at. I think it's okay to have the conversation of like, let's give ourselves a budget because it's always awkward when one person goes way over and then the other person just feels like a little uncomfortable because maybe they can't or maybe they're like, oh, this is too much. This is too nice. Um, And you really don't want to, you know, things to just like be uneven in that way. Oh, and then last but not least, someone said, if someone's using you for emotional support or just for quarantine, I mean, you would know that. I feel like I would... I guess the way to test that is to like see if they introduce you to their family and friends, even if it's on Zoom. Because if they don't, then they're kind of keeping you in that like quarantine corner and like you can sense that. So keep your eyes open. And now for my parents. I've been posting my clothing staples and like holiday staples on our Instagram. And a lot of you have reached out and been like, oh, you need to post sustainable brands. And that's why I'm talking to you right now about one of my favorite brands slash websites. It's called Tradesy. And it's an online resale marketplace where women buy and sell luxury designer fashion. So like the big brands that you really love, like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Chanel, Louboutin, you can save up to 90% off retail prices because a lot of it is pre-loved designer handbags, accessories, shoes, and clothing, and new stuff too. Nothing is fake. Everything is completely authenticated. Authenticated? (laughs) I made up a word. And you're always going to get what you pay for or your money back. I just ordered two amazing pieces. One was like a Ghani sweater that's brown and it has a little fringe and I'll post it if you haven't already seen it because I posted it on my personal Insta. And I'm obsessed with this like oversized Isabel Morant sweater that I also bought on Trade Z. I'm obsessed. Everything has the tags on it too, which is really, really cool. And also shows you that you can buy something from Trade Z as a gift for your friends. And you can easily enjoy fair, simple, and stress-free returns. So if you don't love something, you can return it. And again, like Trade Z lets you shop without sacrificing the style that you want. And if you're passionate about the planet and sustainability, it's like the perfect thing because, you know, fashion is a dirty industry and it creates tons of waste and pollution. But Trade Z extends the life of this fashion in closets and not in landfills. So support yourself, support the earth and get some really fucking cool clothes. Visit tradez.com and save $50 on your purchase of $200 or more with code ACME at checkout. That's T-R-A-D-E-S-Y.com and use code ACME at checkout. You're going to get $50 off your purchase of $200 or more. It's worth it. They've got the best clothes and I want to see what you guys get. Are you looking at a screen right now? Like, don't lie. I know you're looking at a screen right now because there's no way that I'm the only one with terrible screen time. And you know what? I saw the funniest meme the other day that was like, good morning to everyone except my screen weekly report. And I couldn't agree more. Like, I'm so over my phone telling me that I spend too much time on it. Like, you're the one that exists. But anyway, as a result of all this time that I'm spending in front of monitors and computers, my eyes are just like not doing too well. The blue light, it damages our eyes and it leads to digital eye strain. So blurred vision, headaches, dry, watery eyes. It could even give someone low energy or heightened anxiety and depression. And like nobody wants that, especially during the holidays. And that's why Blue Blocks was created to change this. 
and provide high quality lenses for daytime, nighttime, and um, like over 20 frames in the latest fashion trends. You can literally turn any of your already existing glasses into custom blue blockers too. So I really think that you should check out these glasses. You can change your own glasses. I personally ordered a new pair that was just like very chic and has this red tint and I'm obsessed with them. And I feel like wearing them just like makes me feel a lot cooler than I actually am. But it also gives me my energy back. I sleep better and I block out the unhealthy effectives of blue light with blue blocks. So go to blue blocks today and get free shipping worldwide and 15% off with code ACME. B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and use the code ACME and you'll get 15% off. Like what more could you want? Check it out. I want to introduce you to something that everybody needs in their life, which is Adderall and compliments, which is also the name of my podcast. I'm Annabelle, and every week I want you to come kiki with me and my hilarious friends as we talk about everything from reality TV to dating fails, mental health. I promise it will make you laugh, and most importantly, it will make you feel so much better about your own life. So come join me and my baby stripper voice every Friday on iTunes, Spotify, and follow me on Instagram at Annabelle Zisisto and give me the greatest gift of all, which is validation. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. This is the most exciting episode probably thus far because I get to be talking to my parents. Hi guys. Hi guys. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> so, wow, I don't even know where to start, but basically there's a lot of questions for you guys about your relationship. Um, but before we get into it, I actually want to ask you something that's been a very hot topic on our Instagram recently. I actually spoke to my boyfriend's mom about this topic last night and she had some good insights. So I think you guys will too. But basically, we asked a poll question and the question was, who should come first, your partner or your children? And I want to ask you that. I already know my answer, but again, I don't have, um, I'm not married and I don't have kids. So what do you guys think? I think it depends on the age of the kids. Interesting. Okay. Dad, what about you? I necessarily agree. I think it should always I think be your partner, partner should first. come. Yeah. Your partner has to come first. And I think you guys actually showed me that. Uh-huh. I think it sets the example for your kids if your partner comes first because then, you know, also like when your kids go away and they leave you and they go to college and whatever, like you, it's only yeah. your partner that you're with. And if you haven't worked on that relationship, what do you have? Nothing. Exactly. And and many okay. people don't understand and they, they don't, yeah. they get married, they have a kid and then they they never, they don't travel. They don't spend any time, just the two of them and the relationship falls mm -hmm. apart. And it's because you have to have the foundation if you're going to build for the future. Yeah, I agree. Mom, does your answer change at all? Well, it does change, but it still depends on the age. You know, when you have a tiny baby, the tiny baby comes first. I'm sorry. They can't fend yeah, for themselves. Yeah, well, that's, that's moment, fair. But, you know, the broader... A relationship. I mean, in when general, we used to yes, I understand that. Night, yes, make it's sure a priority, but it's not like you know. If somebody is is that there's a fire, I have to worry about the baby. So. Yes, in that scenario, yes. But even when you have a tiny baby, you should be prioritizing, like trying to still spend time together. Of you course, two. It's obviously not course, as easy. But I but... didn't say in what capacity. Yeah, that's okay. That's fair. So, oh, also, I have to ask you, I obviously I know, but for our listeners, dad, when is your birthday? November 22. And by the way, I, I don't mom, believe in any of this yeah. astrology I know, stuff. I know. He doesn't believe in astrology. <laughs> I'm independent. Okay. I'm and on the cusp. So he's really a Sagittarius, but he could be interpreted as a Scorpio. And mom? I am uh, September 16th. I'm a Virgo. So they're Virgo Sagittarius, like Jay-Z and Beyonce. Beyonce is also a Virgo and Jay-Z is a Sagittarius. So that's interesting. Okay. I'm going to start asking you the questions that people have written in. Someone asked, how did you know that the other was the one? <laughs> so 
I, I, yes, I think you're never a hundred percent certain. You're going on your gut, and hopefully, you put in the time and you know. Okay, Dad. Yeah, look, um, there's never, you know, there is no one perfect person uh, for for everybody. Um, and um, but I did when I met your mom. I mean, I I know she hates the story, but we were in Washington D.C. And I was working on the hill after college and I saw her and I was dating somebody else. And I, th- I saw, oh, wow, she's really pretty. And uh, she was reading the New York Times. So I thought, oh, she's really smart. And then, we, you know, of course, right after you graduate college, you say, so where'd you go to college? And when she said Harvard, I thought she said Harvard and the hook was already <laughs> sunk. So that was it. Uh, she was, but but she said Hartford, she, which yeah. is also a great school, but it's definitely not Harvard. Totally not Harvard. Uh, a few miles away, but uh, yeah, I mean, and we had a very tempestuous uh, romance because you know we broke up a lot and we got back together because we were very young when we met. I was twenty two and she was twenty one, and so uh, we were not done sort of you know exploring and learning. Um, And so we kept breaking up because I was in law school and I was miserable and uh, we got back together. And every time I dated somebody else, including Miss New York, which we don't need to talk about, Uh, I missed your mother. (laughs) My mom's rolling her eyes. Yeah. No, she was. Yeah. She also, she smoked cigarettes. It was really a turnoff. Not your mother. Yeah. Miss New York. Miss New York. Okay. But so you were always coming back to one another because you knew that there was this like magnetic thing that was leading you towards one another for a reason. Well, I mean, the last breakup was pretty bad. And your mother said, lose her number. (laughs) There were no cell phones or Internet back then. So, uh, you know, she wouldn't pick up her phone. And I had a I had a arrange to meet her at a friend's wedding. And so we actually, and then I remember, I remember going, I knew I had to go win her back at that point because she hated me. And so I went <laughs> yeah. and bought a white lubium suit, whatever that is, you know, this okay. fancy What's suit. What's a lubium suit? And it was, it, at that time, I don't know why I remember that manufacturer, but so oh, I, that's I wore this, okay. I think so. I wore this white suit at this wedding and I, I, I finally made an inroad. I got her to meet me for a drink again. And then, um, you know, because I knew uh, that she was the one for me at that point. Okay. Very cute. Very cute. And you guys were together for like five years before getting yeah. engaged. Yeah. And did you live together when you got engaged? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. No. When we got engaged? No. Yes. No. Lisa. We weren't living together. We had a deal that we were going to live together for six months and then we were going to uh-huh. get engaged. We were living together when we on 87th street. Yes. But I didn't for move six in months. with you. And then we got engaged. Right. Exactly. Like okay. I said. Okay. So the answer is yes. It's hard to get a straight answer that, out of your mother. Do you think that today, the six months, like the whole you should live together for only six months before getting engaged thing should be a thing? We were together for like three and a half years by then. Okay. So if you're together for X amount of years and then you move we in together. We were young when we met, be. remember. We were 21. Yeah. I was yeah. 21. Yeah. So when we got engaged, yeah. uh, well, when we got married, I was 27 and she was 26. So we got engaged a year earlier than that. And I would say yeah. as a general rule, you shouldn't put, you know, time parameters on the, you know, relationship. I mean, you know, sometimes you can meet and six months later get engaged. And sometimes it's, you know, you need two or three years depending upon the relationship to get to know each other. I mean, every relationship is different and age is a factor too, you know? Yeah. Okay. So moving on from your relationship for a second, but I'm sure we'll get back to it. Somebody asked if there were red, like what red flags when meeting your kids like significant others, like for example, like people, Allie and I might have dated in the past. Like what were red, what are red flags to you that like might have come up, whether you said something to us or not, like, or even if you met someone now, like what would a red flag be to you? Um, Someone who's not very talkative. Interesting. Okay. And why? Just because we're very talkative as no, a family? No, because then they're not comfortable talking, obviously, in our presence. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, 
I think ambition and worldview are very important yeah. factors. I think it's really critical to have the same sort of worldview uh, if you're going to ripen a relationship. In other words, you know, do you want to have children? Um, how do you want to raise your children? You know, where do you want to live? I mean, what kind of you know religious upbringing do you want your children to have? And so I think those. You know, those are the important things that you kind of need to agree upon. And, um, yeah. you know, one example is I always assumed that I would li I would raise, you know, you and your sister in the suburbs since I grew up in the suburbs up in Westchester and your mother's from Brooklyn. And when the subject came up after we started dating, I was like, so, well, you know, we're going to live in uh, Westchester one day. And she was like, what are you kidding? I'm never leaving the city. <laughs> so that was um, I, I learned at that point that that was something that, you know, uh, I just wasn't going to win. And so because yeah. every successful relationship is about compromise, that's what we ended up doing. And in hindsight, I think it was the greatest thing. You know, it was a wonderful gift we that we gave lucky. to you and your sister uh, raising you in the city. Yeah, except now... Raising kids in the city first is a million bajillion dollars. And that's a different story. But anyway, we'll talk about that at another <laughs> point. Um, what is something you wish you had done more when raising my sister and I? That's interesting. Done more. Mom, you need to speak up. Sorry. Food, food, uh, charity, more charity. More charity. But why did it start with food? Um, because homeless, I have to tell whatever. I mean, I feel what like about what about the food that you fed us in terms of so we were fed the same food every night, chicken, <laughs> chicken cutlets and pasta it's all you like ever wanted. and mac and cheese. Yes. But we weren't told that we should eat vegetables like we weren't forced to eat vegetables, which is I mean, luckily now I understand that vegetables are good and I like them. But for years, I was like food challenged because I was not, I just, I never ate. I healthy. hear you. I you know what? If she had, if we had fed you vegetables, number one, more vegetables, number one, you never would have eaten them. And number two, you never would have gotten into your food Instagram, uh, don't expect salads. And you That's never true. would have had this incredible path to uh, future success in your uh, business. That's just my- That's true. Always the optimist. That's, that's my gut. <laughs> I didn't think I wanted to pick my battles. That wasn't a battle that I wanted to have. Okay, that's fair. And what is something that you guys are proud of as parents and then something that you're proud of as a couple? We are proud of both you and your sister as parents <laughs> and everything you've accomplished. And as a couple, what are we proud of? Well, I would say um, we're very proud as parents of the kind of values that we imbued in you, whether it was, you know, politically flying you in from uh, college to go to Obama's inauguration in Washington, or uh, philanthropically getting you involved in organizations that we're involved with, like Children's Health Fund and others. And um, so, uh, and we're very proud of the fact, that I am in particular, of the fact that we raised two entrepreneurs. And, uh, you know, and we both are. And so, you know, the fact that you and your sister are both, you know, building your own businesses and finding your way in the world in that way, I think is an incredible achievement and something I'm very proud of. And I would say as a couple, um, what would you say uh, we're, you know, I think we're proud of the, you know, the kind of life that we've shown you that is, uh, you know, a, a life that you know, where we really enjoy our life and we have lots of friends and we are very social and we a full life. A full life. And, and so we're very proud of the fact that we have this life that we've built and uh, that we enjoy it both together with you and separately with our friends. And sometimes we all come together and we enjoy it together. And that's even greater. Yes, I 
swear to you, my parents have a bigger social life than I do (laughs) and they have no time for us. And my mom's favorite thing to say is like, I miss you. And then I go visit and she's like, oh, we have plans with the Hunsies tonight. (laughs) Sorry. It's Thanksgiving weekend and I don't know about you, but I am with my entire family, not my extended family, just my immediates, but I'm with my mom, my dad, my sister, her husband, my nephew, my boyfriend, my grandpa. And, you know, we just had a huge meal on Thanksgiving. And now all of us are, you know, going to the bathroom, which I guess is a good thing, except that it's getting disgusting. And thank God for Hello Tushy Bidet because we want to keep our butts and our toilets happy right now. We don't want to get stuck with a post-turkey day disaster. For years, bidets have cost thousands of dollars and they're only available to like rich assholes. And if you don't know what a bidet is, it's basically a separate unit in the bathroom, like beside the toilet. And it basically cleans your butthole. Like don't know how else to say it. That's what it does. And the Hello Tushy Modern Bidet Attachment is just you know, cleaning all the buttholes and it's amazing. And it just attaches to your existing toilet. There's no electricity or additional plumbing needed. And it cleans your butt with fresh water. And it's only $79. Like, hello, what more could you ask for, especially post Thanksgiving? And using your Hello Tushy will cut toilet paper use by 80%. So basically you are saving the environment and isn't that amazing? Honestly, you don't have to wipe it all. You just clean your butt the way that people used to clean butts. I feel like, I don't know, I made that up, but I'm assuming. And it comes with a 60-day risk-free happy butt guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Stop wiping your ass or butt or ass, whatever you call it, and start washing and join the millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now. Plus, it's the perfect gift for the holidays. Get 15% off Hello Tushy bidets plus free shipping right now at hellotushy.com slash Acme. This is Hello Tushy's best offer. So make your holidays a little happier and your brown Friday a little cleaner by going to hellotushy.com slash Acme for 15% off bidets and free shipping now. Happy holidays. Okay. How did having kids change your relationship? Oh, that's good for you. For me? Yeah. Hmm. Well, look, having kids is such a momentous game changer incredible uh experience and it makes you a better person it makes you less selfish it makes you you know instead of focusing on yourself you focus on others and um you know i would say for me excuse me as a dad there's nothing that i look to in terms of my what i've achieved in life that would be uh you know more that would be better than and give me more pride than watching my kids grow up into beautiful accomplished amazing young women right. and so that's i feel like that's my greatest personal accomplishment that's not the question the question was the question is what changed about your relationship mr political man oh so i feel like it has to be like oh like once we had kids we were less focused on you know I feel Do, like having a date night every Wednesday. Right. Yeah. For, for daddy, because, you know, little infants really don't have that much of a personality for a while. Everything was, all the f- emphasis was on him in the beginning and then it wasn't, and it was an adjustment. Yeah. So it's, it's always an adjustment. Yeah. Okay. Um, what, this is a good one. So what is a, a red flag in your own relationship. And it, and it doesn't have to be a red flag as much as like, what's like your biggest issue that you guys have, whether it's like, you know, communicating or, or like, you know, arguing about what to spend, or maybe it's being into like being intuitive when the other person has something going on or like giving advice to one another, like what's something that you guys struggle with, but obviously work through because you've been married for so long. Mm. 
in yeah. the past? Well, I, I, I know what it is. Sure. Okay. So I am a yes and mommy is a no. So when you were growing yes. up, whenever you wanted something and you knew your mother was going to say no, then you would come to me. And so we've had challenges about that over the, the course of our relationship. And because you can always change a no to a yes. But you're always a no. No. You're a no. Not uh, uh, see, yes, not. see? She but always you can't says no. Change like a always. yes once you yes. So there you go. Okay. All right. I'm a softie. Okay. All right. I guess that's good. Oh, enough. and the other thing I will say, yeah. I, I don't know if this is the question, but what annoys you about the other person? By the way, every relation, no relationship is perfect. There is no such thing. And every relationship is work. And every single one. I can't. Yeah. Your mother's absolutely right that every relationship takes takes work. And, you know, if I had to point to one thing that annoys me about your mother, mm-hmm. uh, she's a terrible roommate. <laughs> you I know. Yeah. No, no, she's a she. No, see, you have to be honest. I'm very festive. She is messy, and so mm-hmm. uh, you know we have to work on that because you know she leaves her stuff around. Yeah. I have to clean it, it up, and, uh, but it works. Out. She loves to open cabinets. It's true. I, I have a problem because I have serious OCD. <laughs> but I think that's why <laughs> I do it because he has OCD. No, you do it because you don't care. <laughs> when when the big things are in sync, Good. the little things become less important. You know, so. That's not an important It's when the thing. big things start to have problems that all those little things add up and could potentially, you know, blow up a relationship. Yeah, that's true. Okay, somebody wants to know, what was Lindsay like as a teenager? <laughs> oh, God. What age is that? I don't know. The teens, like 17, 13? Uh, 13 to, to 18. 13 was to 19. tough. Everything it was about your friends. And you were trying to get away with lots of stuff, like your sister. I don't think I did anything that bad. I feel like I was always a goody-goody. Like, I I did ditch Hebrew school, yes. but I was much younger. And you got caught. I, I got caught. I ran into my mom on the street. It was the scariest thing ever. <laughs> and what else? I almost got kicked out of camp. Yes, that's Remember true. Remember that? You like to be a popular Yes, girl. yes. You were popular at camp and you had a couple of run-ins yeah. where we got calls from Roger and uh, we almost had to come pick you up. But not. But I wasn't, it wasn't about being popular. It was about like, I was very defiant, I feel yes, like. Like were. I remember I, I, I had said something to a counselor. Like I, it was hard for me to, to accept like someone telling me what to do. And I was like. You get that from your mother. Yeah, maybe. But it's really hard. It's like you want to feel like it's like your idea. But I was, I guess like every teenager is annoying. I remember like I would say I hate you all the time, but I don't remember why I hated you at the time. It was only to me that you'd say it. We knew it was a phase. <laughs> By the way, being the mother of girls, I had it so easy as a dad. Yeah. Mom, forget about it. I mean, forgetting about just having to put a lock on her closet because you would steal her clothes. But just, yeah. you know, everything is competitive and the natural, you know, when you're a teenage girl, you rebel against your generally the one who's, you know, same sex. And so your mom, you know, it was a challenge. And I think she she handled it, you know, amazingly considering <laughs> having two girls. I know. I remember when I like became an actual adult, like honestly, yesterday or like recently. And I (laughs) finally started to appreciate my mom for everything. But revenge is when your kids have their own kids and they see what you have. And they have girls and they figure it out. And they see what you have. I know. You always used to say to me, I can't wait till you have girls who are so evil and you (laughs) show you. Oh, also, that's a funny thing is my mom and I call each other evil. But I don't even know where it started. It's like it's kind of a joke, but it's also not because I don't know. It's just like a cute thing that we do. Okay. Do you guys listen to my podcast? Yes, I do. Yes, yes. it does. Not a, not everyone. Not everyone. The ones that does it make you feel uncomfortable when I talk about sex no. on my podcast? Yes. No. <laughs> well, it depends how graphic it is. Ew. Ew. Okay. Wow. There's so many questions. 
What is the hardest part about marriage? That's an interesting question. Hmm. What is the hardest part about I marriage? guess, you know, I would say keeping it interesting and keeping some kind of mystery, you know, because you're with the same person if your marriage is, has lasted for as long as ours have has and the relationship that, st- you know, started before it. And what mystery, like not pooping in front of each other no, or something else? I mean, just, um, you know, the, you know, do, I would say, you know, keeping things uh, interesting. Uh, and I'm not just talking about sex. I'm talking about everything, you know, doing things together, finding new things that you could do together. So, yeah, I think you got to work at it and you got to keep getting out of the house together. You know, we talk about the future and what that looks like and what we'd like to do. And we, we try to have things that we look fo- can look forward to as a couple. Yeah, it's been a little challenging the last seven months, I have to say, because, you know, I've been going through tremendous uh, uh, challenges in my business. And, um, you know, we can't really go anywhere because of the pandemic. Yeah. So, you know, with the pandemic, it, it either it ripens a relationship either positively or negatively. And um, I think the fact that we have such a long history together um, enables us to, you know, weather this, this storm where we're spending probably more time together than we would ordinarily pre-pandemic. So we've been yeah. okay. Plus the fact that we're blessed enough that we're in a beautiful home, uh, you know, yeah. 90 miles east of the city. So that's... Yeah. Fortunate. Is there such thing as a favorite child? <laughs> Would you want me to say yes? <laughs> well, I I know the answer, and Allie thinks that I'm the favorite too. So <laughs> I guess we'll just leave it there. Every you were very happy when Allie went to college. I will say that you and were Kim. so happy because I was the only child, so I got all the attention right. finally. Yeah, but I think every child thinks the other one is the favorite. That's what I think. Maybe. That's probably true. That's a good... Uh, maybe I'll ask that as a poll that question. True. Are you someone that takes vitamins? Because for so long, I wasn't. And then I realized I just don't eat vegetables. Like, I don't get the things that I need. I grew up anemic. So I've been iron deficient my whole life, essentially. And I just don't eat enough meat that like that would be fixed. And so I'm so grateful that I found Care Of. If you haven't heard about Care Of, it's a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best and supports you long term. All of their products are formulated with good for you, clean ingredients and backed by science. And they're super transparent about the research and sourcing behind each of their products. They have like all of the, you know, nutrients, ingredients in a little packet that they send you. And your recommendations come in daily, individually wrapped packets that are so cute and perfect for your little routine. They say your name on them. They give you a little quote every day. It's like the cutest thing ever. And all you have to do is take an online quiz and then find out what vitamins are best for you. So for me, I have magnesium, iron, a multivitamin, cranberry, ashwagandha, and zinc. Basically, the gist is that I'm working out more. So I want my muscles to be supported and to recover better. I've always had bad like urinary tract stuff. So that's what the cranberry is. I don't really go to the bathroom regularly, the magnesium. Anyway, you don't need to know the details, but you should take the quiz to find out what's best for you. I really, really love taking this stuff because I know that it's actually like catered to what I need, especially after a workout or, you know, after a weekend of shitty eating, I know that I'm just being good to my body. And for you guys, I'm giving you 50% off your first care of order by going to takecareof.com and enter code ACME50. So that's just takecareof.com, enter code ACME50, and you're going to get 50% off your first care of order. And send me a picture of your cute little pill thing, your little packet, because it's so cute. And there's a quote every day, and I just love it. Enjoy. Someone asked, did you think that 
and I know the answer to this, but did you think that I had a problem with weed before I did? Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Why is that for people who maybe are listening and might have something similar going on? Well, uh, look, I mean, that was something that, and this was, I would say, one of the biggest challenges we had, you know, raising you is um, because at a certain given point, you become, you know, you go to college and you, you, the choices that you make, um, there's only so much we could do to prevent you from making choices that we don't agree with. And so, you know, when you came back from college and you were still into it, you know, we were concerned and we were actually hoping uh, that you would eventually grow out of it. And the more, you know, I know the more I said or we said uh, about the dangers and, and, and why we thought it was, you know, impacting your, your life, uh, you know, you had to find, you had to go on that journey yourself and come to that conclusion yourself. So I was very happy to get that birthday present. What was it, two years ago now? Um, yeah. When you you said you were you were quitting, and that was just one of the greatest days of my life. And it didn't come from yeah. us hammering you. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. Well, it has to come from you when you have anything that you have as like a bad habit. Right. You're not going to stop it because someone else told you to do it. Like it really has to come from you. Right. Having said and, that, I just want to add one thing: yeah. is that our job as parents is to plant seeds. And, you know, most of the time, particularly in the teenage years, your kids don't, you know, they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to alter their behavior immediately. But our job wouldn't, we we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't plant those seeds. And so uh, eventually when you're ready, it will germinate and you might come to a conclusion based upon what the seeds that we've been planting all along. And I hope, you know, so we... We were, you know, hopefully we had something to do with your ultimate decision to stop. Definitely. I mean, I definitely knew that it would make you happy. Um, I I think for me, like a big part of why I did it was because I thought it was making me less type A and more like chill, but it actually was doing the opposite, I think. And now, and it was only when I stopped that I was able to like make fun of myself, which you guys... Dad, I feel like you brought up like a year or two ago, you were like, I'm, I love that. Like you're, you don't take yourself seriously anymore or something. Well, and, Cause did. there was a point in time where I did. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Like I was like, I was like on a witch hunt out for like, who was, who like thought this about me and that about me and, and whatever. Yeah. Mom, what is something you admire about dad? That he is very kind To all of his employees, he always thanks them for whatever work they do for him. He's very, he's the kind of employer you would always want to have. But what about not work-related? Not work-related. He's a nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) A nice guy is not a good way to describe someone. No, he's a nice person. I like him as a person, right? Forget about that. (laughs) I like him as a person. Okay. I would say that you actually appreciate his optimism, even though it's annoying sometimes. Okay. That too. Maybe. Um, but dad, what is the something you admire most about mom? Uh, I would say that, and this is sort of a family thing, which is one of the things that attracted me to your mother was that you know, I came from a family that didn't always necessarily, it was, it was somewhat dysfunctional and didn't always want the best for you. And, you know, mom, your mother's family, you know, Poppy, and he had lots of struggles with his business. And, you know, sometimes he, he was in, a biz, in business, in the garment center, he was in business, he was out of business. And I always knew that because of your mother's, um, uh, experience growing up in that kind of an environment that no matter what happened with my business, that she would always be there for me and she would always be my rock. And even if worse came to worse, and obviously over the last seven months, it's been, it's been very challenging uh, being in the travel business. And so, um, you know, I very much admire that and I appreciate that. And I, the one thing I never had to worry about is if worse came to worse, your mother would leave me because 
I went out of business or something terrible happened like that. So you admire that she is not a gold digger. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we always, I think we each thought that the other family, uh, when we were kids, had money. And it turns out (laughs) none of of you or our families had any money. And we had to create our own wealth and our own life, uh, basically, out of, you know, from scratch. Which is great. <laughs> Somebody asked, what is your favorite thing about Steven? <laughs> I'll let Lisa talk. That he loves uh, Riley. Oh. <laughs> Seriously? Riley, Riley's our dog and um, Steven's my boyfriend. I love... For those who don't know. I love that yeah. Steven could come here after knowing us not knowing us at all and live with us and be comfortable. That was really great about him. What about you, dad? Uh, I, I, the thing that I love the most is seeing the relationship between the two of you grow and watching that. And, and, you know, it's just been a, it's just a wonderful blessing and having you live with us for, you know, I don't know what are six months during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. We really, uh, got to know him very well. He's a terrific roommate, forgetting about doing the dishes and speaking Spanish to Naomi and uh, all the mm-hmm. other things. I, I just think that there's a lot that you each give each other. And uh, I, I think it's wonderful to to watch that and have the, yeah. you know, even though it was a pandemic, it was a blessing of the pandemic to watch your relationship up close because not too many adult parents have that opportunity to see their adult children, you know, grow and enjoy a new relationship. Yeah. I remember at some point when we were all living together, you said to me, you know, you're really lucky to have him and he's really lucky to have you. Absolutely. And that was really cute. Yes. Okay. Somebody asked what the difference between raising kids in the city is versus suburbia. You don't have to worry about them driving. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, when, when I was growing up in Westchester, you know, nobody wore seatbelts. Everybody drank and smoked pot and drove and nobody, you know, there were bad things happen. So that that's an issue that you don't have to worry about so and much. And in the so. summer, I was always a lot more worried than in the winter when you took taxis. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. What would you have done if, let's say, you know, I brought... Steven or whoever I was dating to our, you know, to live all of us or just like home to you at some point and you didn't like this person, what would your reaction be if you didn't like my partner? Well, I mean, there have been some examples of people that you've dated that we were less than enthusiastic (laughs) about and (laughs) you don't say anything for a period of time. You have to figure it out first, hopefully. And 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 if you don't figure it out, we have to just break it to you in the nicest way possible. What are some signs if you have supportive parents like you guys are, what are some signs maybe that are not obvious because you purposely don't make them obvious that your parents don't like your partner? You know, we are, I don't think we're that type of person. We're not the type of people that would show it. Yeah. Well, look, you have, you walk a fine line as a parent. You allow your kids, you have an obligation at some point. If a relationship is get starting to get serious, for example, and you think that there are certain flaws in the relationship, I think you have an obligation as a parent, depending upon the seriousness of the of your child's relationship to express your opinion. And I think if you don't, then you're abdicating your responsibility as a parent. And I think because the most consequential decision that you make is your part, your life partner. And if we have serious reservations about, you know, Stephen, we would have an obligation as an example to tell you that. And then you could cipher it into your decision. Do you think that my partner is different from my partners in the past? Yes. Yes. How so? Well, first of all, every, everyone is different. Uh, Every every person is different from each other. I, I, you know, personally, um, we think 
that he's uh, a great fit for you. And as I said, as you said before, I think you're a great fit for him. I think that you complement each other in a myriad of ways. And I think that yeah. that's a great thing. And, and you know, it's nice both to well see the, the puzzle piece go together. Do you have any exes that you thought were the one for you? Like your, uh, your exes, not mine. I mean, while I was, while we were dating them or after? Like while you were dating them. No. I don't think so. Mommy, I feel like you thought for a second that what's his name with the hair? Oh, he was my first love. It's different. Yeah. Do we have to talk about him again? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What did you do to be there for me when I went through trauma of being cheated on by a partner in the past? We were just there. Hmm. We, I sat with your girlfriends on your yeah. bed. <laughs> I mean, we encouraged your friends. And that's another thing, you know, that was very important to us. And part of our family culture is that when you were growing up, you and your sister, we always encouraged, we wanted our house to be like Grand Central. We wanted it to be the central meeting place. And even if you were like smoking pot in the backyard or doing whatever you were doing, we were much more comfortable having you do it under our roof so we could sort of have some proximity to what was going on. And uh, so that was, you know, and particularly when you started dating, uh, you know, because I have the godfather theory of, uh, as a father of girls, uh, you know, you want to keep your friends close and your enemies closer. So I like to Mm -hmm. look in the eyes of those 16 and 17 year old boys, (laughs) because I knew that they had only two things on their mind, like I did at that age, which one of which was sports. So we'll leave it at that. Ew. Okay. Um, how do you, so I only have a couple more questions for you. How do you make up, come back from like a, an argument or a fight with each other? Cause I know like Poppy would tell me that him and Nana, who is no longer with us, which is my mom's parents. He says that they would not speak to each other for days, which is just does not sound healthy. It wasn't um, healthy. <laughs> what is something that you guys do post fight? Makeup sex? Does that count? No. Ew, <laughs> that's disgusting. My child See? here. Uh, I'm just well, we try As you can tell, by the way, because someone asked if we talk about sex with each other and we do not. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> I would say um, uh, we are trying, well, there have been times when we didn't speak for, but it, it's never been for that long. And so we try to stick to the rule of if we're having a fight, not to go to bed angry and to at least you know and i'm i get stuck on certain things yes. like if your mother does something to really annoy me i want her to say i'm sorry stuck on she the words, I'm has sorry. a problem with saying she's sorry well, I, I didn't do anything why. wrong i have a problem yeah, with but saying you could just I'm say sorry. you're sorry and that would be the end yeah of but it. you said say it as if you mean it or don't say it so i try not to say it. <laughs> so, so only say sorry when you're really i only want to say it when fight. i'm really sorry Okay, that's fair. Okay, we talked about me as a teenager. What was I like as a child? I remember myself being very curious and like probing and annoying. Like, well, why this? Why that? But you guys remember more probably because you you were adults. Oh my god! I think the funniest thing (laughs) you have to tell the story when whenever you were with with your mother and like let's say she's outside of school and she's talking to. Uh, one of the other your anybody, parents or whatever anybody you would have no compunction about just she got her face got in my face and would say <laughs> who's this and, and the person standing there and, she, and Lindsay, very well, often I would this? not know for who I know who I'm talking to but I don't know or I didn't remember their name and it was embarrassing and, mommy who's this and most of the time it was your mother and all of the nannies from the other you know, because the other mothers were either working or they were off shopping or doing whatever. And your mother was always there for you. She was always around, which I think is a, another gift that you give your children, even though she. Had yeah, business. if you can be. Mm-hmm. What is one piece of advice that you would give to your younger selves? Keep your foot in the door of something that you love doing. But I think you've got that. Okay. You've got that covered. 
Yeah, don't take yourself okay. too seriously because it'll all work out. I like that. What changed from me as a child to me, you know, starting to grow up? Like what went away that was like, I don't know, maybe like childlike about me or just something that was Lindsay as a kid or teen versus me now? Like what isn't there anymore, if anything? The paranoia that you had. Yeah. You yeah. had a little paranoia thing. Like if somebody didn't. Yeah, but that was like from the weed. Well, yeah. you know, it no, was even before that, you know, if you didn't get enough likes and something, you would get mad at but your friends. But that was later on. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's so embarrassing. Um, <laughs> and why are you embarrassing? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's not even true. It was like if a friend didn't like a photo, I would get mad. Right, not not like if I didn't get enough. No, you were very sensitive because you didn't have the confidence that you have now right. as a an accomplished young woman. And so yeah. that was every everybody goes through that. I mean, that's what a, a normal whether you're a boy or a girl. Fine, fair. What do you think about therapy? I think it's a great thing. Yes, we're big fans. Mm-hmm. 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 And what do you think the difference is in my mood when I was like smoking pot versus my mood now? So you were very up and down and now you're very even. And mm. you're also just an all around better person. Thank you, Mama. I think, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, not taking yourself too seriously, humility and all that and confidence are all things that, you know, you acquired as a young adult and you know, you've become such a wonderful person. Thanks dad. That's really nice. You guys must be my parents. <laughs> okay. I'm going to ask you a few of our poll questions and then I'm just going to ask you to leave us with a quote or piece of advice. So when someone asks you on a vague date, like let's go out Thursday, but doesn't follow up. Is it because they forgot or because they're not interested? Not interested. Not interested. Agreed. Um, is acknowledging six months of dating a thing? Yes. Sure. Okay. Is it a good idea to date your roommate or a bad idea? Mm. Depends on when your lease is up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a, a definite non-starter because... Why not? You never know. I mean, people do fall in love with, you know, proximity is sometimes yeah. helps. Okay. Would you rather be married to a great partner and a good parent to your kids or a good partner and a great parent to your kids? A great partner and a good parent. Okay. I, I agree. What do you think, Dad? Yeah, I agree. If two of your best friends started dating, would you be happy or annoyed? Two of our best friends. Uh, happy. happy. I mean, we always happy. like yeah. uh, and, and love introducing our friends to other friends and increasing the circle of friends. Mm-hmm. How long into a relationship do you consider the person to be your best friend? Six months to a year or over a year? You know, I have a different viewpoint about this whole best friend thing. I don't know. I think you still need to keep your best friends. I think that I best agree. friends are for friends and not for parents or partners. That's just my personal opinion. I think that the I term agree, best friends is overused. Yeah. I agree. And I hate the term. So it's funny that you say that because we never talked about this before this. Oh. But I think your partner should be your like closest friend. Well, I think, but a best friend a is, a, is a different role. It's like, who's the maid of honor and yeah. who's the, you know bridesmaid it's a yeah. different role and i think that that's true. saying that is um i don't know and your mom is your mom like my mom i used to tell her everything like and she's not your best friend and she's, your, she's mom. your mom i mean maybe she's yeah. your best friend too but she's your mom she also knows how your mind works like she's your mom yeah it's like these weddings you I go agree. to oh my mom is my best friend i don't know and everyone goes, oh, that's so nice. It's a different thing. You role. need a best, you need a fr you right. need friend. Right, like you should have a best right. friend and a mom and a partner right. exactly. if you can. Um, are you friends with people who have opposite political beliefs? <laughs> yes. Yes. But we think they're wrong. But not, you know, not too many. <laughs> well, yeah. 
Okay. Is is the first year of your relationship where you should iron out your issues or should there be minimal issues in the first year? Minimal. Mm, I don't necessarily agree with that. Well, Well, it depends on what what your age age is also. I mean, there are always Mm going to be issues that you are going to have to iron out. And I think what's most important is having the right methodology or mechanism to do that because it's like learning how to fight well. Like you're not always, you're going to have fights over the course of your relationship and hopefully, yeah. And you have to learn how to fight well so that you come together again and you resolve whatever it was that was. And you have resilience. Exactly. As a couple. I agree. I think we've learned so far how to fight well. It's all about compromise. I'm looking at him, but he's ignoring me. It's all about compromise. And you know, exactly. Exactly. This is the last question, but what do you guys love most about me versus what should I still be working on? You can answer separately. Wow. They're thinking too much. I've said it already. Um, I I'm so proud of what you have become and how you've worked on yourself and, and, and just the incredible. We think you're on the right track. We're so proud of you. Uh, It's just incredible. And okay. What can I still work on? I mean, I think you, t- I think you tend to take on too much. You don't know how to say no. Yeah. You don't know how to say no. And you get that from me because I don't know how to say yeah. no. And so that's something that could and be. You could, say, you could learn yeah. not to take on too much in the future. Because sometimes it okay, gets you fair. into trouble. That is fair. Okay. Give us a quote or piece of advice that you like. You kind of said something similar before, but just leave us with something. Communication is the key. Agreed. Um, I would say, just as a general comment about life, live every day as if it's your last, and one day you'll be right. (laughs) Love you guys so much. Thank you for doing this with me. I feel like I got to know you so much better. If that's even possible. So good. We'll have to get together one of these days. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. (laughs) 